the way you speak, and the way you behave. And so now I'm going to get into shifting next generation because Joshua was shifted because of Moses. Moses shifted him and began to do a lot of great things that helped him to become a man that will carry the next generation to something great, to something mighty. Now understand that the people of Israel began to rebel and didn't do what they needed to do and they always were complaining that God killed, literally, or wiped out those from 20 and up. All those that were born in captivity did not see the promise or they seen it but didn't taste it. And I don't want to be that person, that individual who God shows me but because of my stubbornness I miss it. And so he had to change a whole generation so Joshua was going to be in charge of a whole new generation of men and women and leaders that were going to shift them into the next next era, the next breakthrough, the next great things in their life. If you have your Bibles, turn to me Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1, as we start there. And the Bible reads, Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. As the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crossed over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you. And you shall dispose them. The word dispossess means to, uh, to dis- deprive or to take from them. Listen closely. Joshua himself crossed over before you just as the Lord had said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Shan and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and in their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every command which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed of them. For the Lord your God, excuse me, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. For you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them You shall cause them to inherit it. You shall cause them to inherit it. You shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the uncut living word God I thank you for it God I pray that you would cause us to hear and receive from you God that we would be stirred up on the inside God that we would grasp your words and that it would change our lives our dynamics of who you are begin to cause us to evolve us to grow and to prosper into great and mighty things we thank you this morning Father in Jesus name and the saints of God said amen Amen. I want you to understand here that shifting the next generation uh, takes work. It takes work. It takes work. Uh, I remember, amen, when, when I first got saved, and I got saved about 25 years ago, and, and uh, I, was, I was 18 years old. I was 18 years old, and I, and I came to the Lord, and I began to look at what Joshua 
went through and I began to see what Moses did with Joshua and I began to implement these things that happened to me and what I want to speak to you and it's not anything very profound but it's things that are very important. I believe sometimes that we neglect the small things because we think they're small and they're nothing but they're really important. The Bible says if you can be over the small I can make you over the much. Come on, somebody. And so we need to understand that, that, that these small implements make a big difference in shifting a generation, in shifting the next generation. And I believe here was Moses, and Moses was letting Joshua know, say, Joshua, and letting the people know, look it, I listened to God, I obeyed God, but I obeyed the people more than I obeyed God. And when you obey people more than you obey God, it'll make you do wrong decisions. You cannot let people make you compromise who you are. You can't make people compromise your faith nor what you believe in. Because you do, you will pay for it. How many times have you paid for making the wrong decisions? We compromise our integrity. We compromise our beliefs. We compromise these things. And then God says, what are you doing? The conviction, I've never heard God's voice and tell you, what are you doing? Don't do that. That's wrong. Well, God, God says, well, nothing. And back then in the Old Testament, it was crazy. Back in the Old Testament, it was harsh. They were killing people. God was wiping out people. God was a God of war. God was a God, you, you messed up. I'm done with you. God was crazy. And so that's why God was telling the people. He said, you know what? That's why I'm going to bring my son Jesus because you know what? He, you need some help. Come on, so I don't know about you, but I need a help. I don't know about you. If I would live by the law, I would be dead already. Maybe all of us, if not all of us, hello somebody. But for those that act like nothing's wrong with you, then you might be the first ones to go. Amen. <laughs> but the reality is we all struggle, we all go through things. God knew that. So he sent his son for us that we can, amen, have the mercy and grace of God. Because we know we couldn't live by the law. Come on somebody. You know we couldn't live by the law. And so all these things were laid out in here. So I want you to understand here, this, these are things I'm going to lay out the little bit of the law that God had out. For Moses and Moses didn't catch him. Moses didn't listen. So he said, Moses, you're not going to inherit the promise I've given you. You're going to miss it. Now, this is the crazy things. He goes, you're going to see it, but you're not going to be able to enjoy it. So he says, I need you to work with the next generation. Because there's a next generation that's coming behind you. Joshua has been there for you. Joshua has backed you up, has fought battles for you. Joshua has scout land for you. Joshua has went out before you. And God, Joshua has been dedicated to the things of God. So I need you to do some things. And, and, I, and this is the thing that hit me the most. And I believe if we're going to shift the next generation, we've got to do what Moses did. Moses showed him the light. Someone say the light. He showed him the light. Look at Deuteronomy 31 verse 3. It says, the Lord, your God himself, crossed over before you. Listen to that. He will destroy these nations from before you and you shall dispossess them or you shall deprive them or you shall take from them what they have. And he's saying these things and he's saying, he's saying, Joshua, listen closely. God went before you. The light of this world went before you. Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. God is the light of the world. God said that the light of this world has went before you. The light of this world has went before you and to show you that there is light in this dark world. Because how many know we live in some dark times? 
When I was first got saved and, and my pastor began to show me that there is light in this dark world. You don't have to be a gang member. You don't have to be a drug addict. You don't have to be an alcoholic. You don't have to be messed up. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to live in all these addictions. He goes, there is light in this dark world. God went before me. God went before him. They went before him and him. And God said, anything that God did, church, it was good. He's saying, church, literally, that God, the light of this world, has went before you. And we need to understand that we live in some dark times. But we need to understand that also, there is great light. There is light in our dark times. And we can show our generation, you don't need to live like that. You don't need to do what they did. You don't need to be like that. You don't need to conform to those things. That's what he's telling Joshua. Joshua, I don't need you to conform like me. You need to understand that God goes before you and God is with you and he's not against you. You need to stand and believe and trust God. Woo. They say that when the, the sperm enters the uterus before a baby is formed, that when it enters, that when, it, when the first one wins, hello somebody. You've been in the race since the beginning. That when it enters the uterus, that there's a type of spark or light. Light gives life. Hmm, come on, somebody. Light gives life. Light also represents the anointing. He's saying the anointed God has went before you. The yoke-destroying God goes before you. The anointing is what breaks yokes and bondages and sets people free. It's the light of this world. The anointing of God on your life. Mm. Sometimes we think, oh, it's your personality. It's your character. No, it's the anointing. We need to take care of that anointing. The anointing. Someone said the anointing. The anointing gives life. The light, some say light. light. Light helps us see things. If we turn all these lights off, it will be gloomy, it will be dark, and it will be hard to move around. But when the lights go on, the cockroaches got to leave. All the creepy things got to leave. When the light goes on in your life, all the creepy things in your life got to go. Come on, the creepy things, you know some of you were creeps. Talking to the women. Hello, somebody. Yeah. I didn't say crip. I said creepy. Church, the light has a lot of power. You know that light doesn't have a shadow. Light does not have a shadow. There's no darkness in light. Come on, somebody. There is no darkness in light. God is saying, I'm the light of this world. He's saying to Joshua, Joshua, look at light, the God of light himself has went before you. In other words, he's laying a pattern for you. He's, when you got a flashlight and you light it, it's for you to watch what's going on. For you won't stumble. For you won't trip over something. God's saying, I'm the light to this next generation. Come on, somebody. I'm shifting this next generation. I need light. Someone say light. Our lives need to be a light to the next generation. We have to. We have to. It is, it is, it, the light is God's pattern. 
The light is God's anointing. A light makes a difference. The light gives hope. There's so much in that word light. Light exposes things. Light exposes us. That's why when we try to do things, we try to do it in the dark. The clubs are dark. Try to hide in the closet. Try to find a dark place to go make out. Hello, somebody. You don't hear me, though. Okay, praise the Lord. It was just me. My bad. I'm not giving you guys no ideas. Just listen to what I'm saying. Huh, okay, got it, Pastor. No, don't get it. The light is powerful. Listen, it goes on. The Lord your God himself crossed over before you. He will destroy those nations from before you. The light, the anointing is going to destroy things. It's going to make things easier for the next generation. Believe it or not. When I first got saved and, and, and they began to tell me that this is going to work, this is going to happen. And I, I, the pastor began to speak to me about the anointing. He began to speak about a pattern. He began to speak about all these things. And I was like, wow. And it helped me and showed me that there is light in this dark world. Come on, somebody. I mean, there is light in this dark world. And sometimes we think it's getting worse. It's not as worse. It's been like that forever. It's just that when you start staying away from darkness, when you stay away from it, and when you start hearing about it, like, whoa, whoa, the devil has not changed. He still does everything the same way. He's still a schemer. He's still a liar. He's still a conniver. Still promises empty promises you'll make everything look good when you know it's not good you don't you thought you got yourself a, a great lady but she only has one leg no teeth and bald she's called the angel she's called the angel of light the bible says that the enemy come like an angel of light you look at him he thinks he's handsome and everything he ain't handsome that car's not his he lives in the garage and he's living up his mama's paycheck Those are, and those are not really his shoes, they're his brothers. <laughs> Gotta make you laugh before I make you cry. Here we go. Someone say light. M- Moses was showing Joshua the light. There is light, there is hope, there is an anointing. There's a God that's going before you that's going to shift this generation. Come on, that's going to shift this next generation. Know that there's something greater and something mightier for these young men and young women that are going to move into the promised land. Not only does he does that church, but he begins to speak life. Number two, he speaks life. He, he speaks life. Now this is what I need you to understand here. When he speaks this life, church. Look at verse, thank you, amen, that's life right there. He goes on like a verse part. He says, Joshua himself crossed over before you just as the Lord has said. Now look at verse 5. And the Lord would do to them as he did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites of their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every command which I command you. Here, here is, here's Moses. Moses speaking life unto Joshua. He says, I'm speaking life into him. Listen to, listen to what he's saying. He's saying, Joshua, look it. We destroyed all these things and all these gods and all these kings and all these craziness out there. He said, God did it. And God did it for them. He's going to do what? For you. 
Come on, somebody. He began to speak life, life, life. Somebody say life. He began to speak life into him, church. And, it, and it's so important because life gives you energy. Now, now they, they did this scientific test. They got these strawberries and put them in the bags. They got three strawberries and they put them in bags. One strawberry, they spoke nice to it and loved on the strawberry while it was growing. Oh, handsome, great things. Next one, they spoke death into it. You're ugly, you're stupid, you're dumb. And one, they ignored it. And they did this task as it grew, as it grew. The one that they spoke to, all these kind words were growing. It was growing. The one they spoke negative to was getting full of mildew. Didn't even grow. It got mildewy. It got nasty. It just, just ugly. The other one was very, very small. What couldn't even, was barely even growing. It was trying to make it. But so powerful our words are. So powerful when we speak life. The Bible says there is life and death in the power of the what? Tongue. Either we are cursing things or we are blessing things. Come on somebody. We are either cursing things or we are blessing things. And it's so important church that we speak life. Someone say speak life. He was speaking life into Joshua saying, Joshua, look at man. Look what God has done. He can do it for you, Joshua. Come on, Joshua. It's going to be all right, Joshua. You're going to be okay, Joshua. You're the man of God. You're called. You're chosen. You're great. You're mighty. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let him pervert you. Don't let him mess you up because you're going to shift a whole generation. And I need you to grasp this. I need you to catch this. Church, he tells them, be strong and of good courage. Wow. He's telling me, you need to be strong, you need to be courageous. Because how many old times get hard? And there's a lot of things that have been spoken to some of us. And it was in life. We've been spoken that you're, you're nobody, you're nothing, you're not going to become nobody. You're, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're, or, or, or listen to this, or no one loves you, no one cares about you. And we hear things like this, and they miss us up. <laughs> Amen. See, life, church, is so important because Jesus says that he laid down his life for us. Oh, you don't hear me though. Jesus laid down his life so that we would have life. Moses spoke life so that Joshua would have life. Come on, somebody. He spoke life into Joshua so Joshua have life. And God is saying that, 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 that listen, I, I, I lay my life down for you. I gave my life for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He said, I'm giving you my son. I'm giving, him, I'm giving you life for life. Woo, come on somebody. I'm giving you a life for life. And we, we need to grasp that today. That we need to give life to the next generation. Speak life into the generation. Lay down our life for the next generation. Come on somebody. It's very important. You know that your life is valuable? It's so valuable that you work eight hours a day and they pay you for that life. Money is life. You work 40 hours, they pay you 40 hours of your life. You work 120 hours, they pay you for the 120. That's your life. You can't get that back. Your life is worth something. Your life is valuable. How are you spending your life? Come on. How we spend our life is so important. 
Moses spent his life investing in Joshua so that Joshua can shift the next generation. So Joshua can understand that the God of this world, the light of this world, the creator of heaven and earth, the anointed God, the yoke-destroying God is able to go before them. Spoke life. Come on, he spoke life. He spoke life. He spoke life because light gives life. Light gives life. And when you grasp a person in their time of life, what are we speaking into them? What are we speaking into them? Amen. He tells them these words, and I love what he says in these words, church. He says, be strong. Because we know that sometimes it's, it gets hard. Doesn't it get hard serving God? Come on, it's hard. It's hard. It can't, whoever says it's easy, they're liars. It gets hard. He tells them, be strong and have good courage. Some say good courage. He's telling them, have good courage. Not just have courage, but he goes, that's some good courage. Don't be courageous for the wrong thing, but be courageous for the good thing. Come on, somebody. He says, be strong and of good courage. Do not, be, do not fear nor be afraid of them. He's speaking life into him. He goes, look at man. Greater he that's with you than he that is in the world. There is greatness. Come on, there is greatness in you. There is greatness in you. And you need to understand that you cannot be afraid. Wow. He goes on, he says these words. He is the one who goes with you. He's saying, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm going with you. That, that's, I need you to grasp that picture right there, man. Grasp that picture real quick. Come here, Julio. Come here, Julio. He's saying these words. I'm going with you. God's going with you. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. And I'm going with you. It's literally, he says, I'm going with you like this. We're walking together. I'm with you. Come on, somebody. He, he's with us. He, 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 he is with us. He is with us. He's speaking life. Hey, he's got your back. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. Be strong. I'm with you. That's some good backup. Come on. That's some good backup right there. And he's saying this and he's telling them this because he wants them to know that God is with him. God is with us. God is moving with us to shift us into a greater and mightier place, a greater and mightier dominion, a greater and mightier breakthrough because God is with us. He is not against us. He is for us. I'm with you. Tell your neighbor, God's with you. Come on, thank you. Give the Lord a good crowd offering. Amen. I love it. He is the one, the one, the one. He is the one. He is the one who goes with you. Man, he will not leave you nor forsake you. That's the key right there. He's not going to jump out the car. He's not going to run. He's not going to be like, you're getting jumped. I'm out of here. He's not going to turn his back on us. He's not going to leave us, church. And that's what he's speaking into him. He says, Joshua, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you, Joshua. He's not going to leave you. That's why you need to stick to the light. Stick to the pattern. Don't listen to the complaints of people. Don't lower your standards. Don't compromise. Don't do what I did. 
Because I did this to myself. He didn't do it to me. Oh, Woo, come on, somebody. He, we got to understand that. We say, God, well, look what you did. God, God said, no, 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 no. You, you, you did it. You made the wrong choice. You laid with her. Now you got bug beds. I mean, big bug, what do you call it? <laughs> Rabies or whatever you want to call it. Don't blame the church. Don't blame the leaders. Blame the decision that we made that was wrong. Man up to it. They don't love me there. Why? Because they told you the truth. There we go. Moses was being honest with them. He said, look, it's, it's me, man. I did this to myself. So we need to learn to speak life. Someone say speak life. Speak life. There's power in life in our tongue. So important. So important, church. So important. Let me give you one more. Give you one more. He gave it love. He gave him love. He gave him some love. Light, life, and love. Amen. Light, life, and love. When a baby, the light comes in, boom, there's life. When life is born, what do you do to it? You love it. Come on, somebody. You love that baby. Come on, you love that baby. You love, you love that baby. You kiss that baby. You hug that baby. You feed that baby. You correct that baby. You encourage that baby. You hug that baby. You love that baby. You change that pampers. You change that pampers. You change that pampers. You feed it. You feed it. You change. Some says love. Now, this is a love that I want you to catch here. Look at verse 7. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel. They're showing him love right here. Brought him before everybody. Be strong and of good courage. For you must go with these people to the land which the Lord your God has sworn to their fathers to give them and you shall cause them to inherit it. Wow. He, he showed him love, church. And I need you to catch that again. I need, I need you to catch that again. Is that love is so important. Someone say love. This generation needs to know that they're loved. Amen. And Jesus showed his love at the death and the resurrection. He laid down his life for us. And that's the thing that I need you to grasp. It's very important. And that what we need to be doing is we need to be imparting this into our generation, into the next generation. Is that there's a light and that there's life and that there's love. That they're loved, that they're, they're cared for. That we have a concern for them. And this is how we shift them, shift their thinking and shift all these things. Because sometimes they think they're alone, they're by themselves. No one cares, no one understands them, nobody wants them. They stand out, we're different. No, we love you. Come on, somebody, we love you. Come on, we love you. We love them. We love them. We care about them. Moses got Joshua, said, Joshua, here in front of everybody, look at, you need to be strong and courageous because you're going to shift this new generation. And I'm showing you the love, and I need you to understand that you're going to do this. And you need to understand that you're going to do this. Tell your neighbor, you're going to do this. Tell your other neighbor, you're going to do this. You've you got to grasp that. 
you're important to the shift. Come on, you're important to shift the next generation. It's so important, church, what we're saying. How we love them. We can't just look at them and prejudge them. We need to love. Someone say love. We need to love them. We need to love on them, church. And listen closely. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not be do not be fearful nor dismayed. See, we're used to being neglected. We're used to be put down sometimes. And some of us, we're not even used to understanding love. I didn't really understand love. I didn't understand what love was. I didn't really understand or comprehend what true love was. I, I didn't. And so I had to learn that the hard way. I learned it through my pastor, watching him with his children, with his wife, and watching and seeing him because I really didn't understand it. And that helped me become a better man and become a better husband and a, a better father because I, I seen how he corrected and how he chastised his children and how he took care of his wife and he loved on his wife. I seen all these things because I didn't really know. I thought I knew. All I knew was a different type of love. I know what earthly love, I, but I never knew what godly love. And that's what helped me see things different, become a gentleman, stop being a jerk. You don't hear me, though. You didn't catch that one. Men, women, you should say, amen. How to learn to not always, it's not about me, it's about her. This generation needs to be loved. Amen. There's no such thing as strong love and aggressive love. Love is love. I tell people, you know, such a oh, this is tough love. I'm giving them tough love. No, you're just tired of them already. You want to throw them out. <laughs> There's no such thing as tough love. We think, we, for reals, we think, well, I'm going to show them tough love. No, no, no. You're just tired of them already. Love is love. You love them, that's the bottom line. You just, when you don't want to deal with them no more, that's when you call it tough love. I'm just going to throw them out. I'm going to show them tough love. No, no, that's just, you're just tired of putting up with them. Love is love. You love them when they're up. You love them when they're down. Yeah. Love them when they're rich. You love them when they're poor. My wife, loved, my wife fell in love with me when I had all the money in the world. No, she loved me when I was making $50 a month. My car has, my cars had more holes in it than you can imagine. Her heater was the floor. It had a hole in the car. And it was all, all the heat was coming up. I don't know why she was with me. I told her it had to be my looks. That's the only thing that she had going for myself. Because it wasn't my money. It wasn't my car. And for sure it was, um, I didn't have nothing. I'm, I was more broke. I was so poor, man, I couldn't afford an O or an R. I was just put. I was put, 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 put down the street, put $10 in the gas, and last me all month. I had a four-cylinder four car that only worked on one. My first car cost me $300. I only paid $150 for it. I sell that person 150 bucks. I was like, nah. But she gave me love. Come on, somebody. She gave me love. Come on, somebody. She gave me love. She loved me. She loved me. In her house, everybody say thank you and God bless you. And, you know, thank you for cooking. I'm like, huh? Thank you for cooking what? That's their job. See, you don't, you don't hear me. They don't hear me, though. Thank you, thank you, mom, thank you, dad, thank you, brother, thank you. What are you thanking everybody for? <laughs> Rub a dub dub, thanks for the grub. 
Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are reached the fastest, gets the most. Come on, somebody. But I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. Love helped me see things different. Love helped me put people before me. Love helped me understand things that is not about me. Love makes a difference. Moses, come on, Moses was telling Joshua, Joshua, love, love, love. He loved on him. He put him before people. He, he, made, him, he made him sense the love, feel the love before people, before man. Because Moses was listening. Excuse me, Joshua was listening to Moses. You cannot want to bless somebody who listens to you. You cannot but want to just take care of them so much. And even the stubborn ones, but you know, even the stubborn ones need love. It's like, ooh. They're the ones that bring the more love out of you anyways. The ones that are more like just stubborn, you just gotta just love them the most. You wanna kill them, but Because uh. some people are praying for love. God, Lord, give me love. And God gives you the most unlovable person. And you thought he was gonna do it the way you thought. He was gonna bring you a Prince Charming or he was gonna bring you a Snow White. No, 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 no. He's gonna bring you a wicked woman from the West and a warlock from the North. <laughs> It might even be your in-laws. I don't know, you know. But it's going to be somebody. And you got to love them. But I believe that if we're going to shift the next generation, that we need to love them. Come on, somebody. We need to love them. We need to love them. We need to love on them. We need to love on them. Church, it goes on that, that he begins to tell them about all these rules and regulations and all these great things that he lays out. And he even writes a song and he tells, I want you to teach these to the kids and speak this to the children and all these generations to come after that, that they would have it on their lips. And the Bible says in verse 34, Deuteronomy 34, and I'll be closing. Then Moses went up for the plan of Moab, the Mount Nobu, on the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead as far as Dan, all Neptune, and all the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, as far as the West Sea, the south, and the plain, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, hello somebody, as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, this is the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you should not cross over there. Wow. Saying, Moses, I'm showing you Moses, but I want you to see something. He says, I promise it to the generation of Abraham. I promise it to the generation of Isaac. I promise it to the, to the generation of Jacob. But the one that's taken them across is the generation of Joshua, Amen. the Joshua generation. I believe we're the Joshua generation. Come on, somebody. We are the Joshua generation. We are the Joshua generation. God is shifting us into greater things. He's shifting this generation into greater places. Mighty things. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Church, I don't want to die before I see my promise. I don't want to miss the promise that God has for me. I don't want to live at the outskirt and just see it, but I want to taste it. 
So that means that we're going to have to, church, understand that the light and the life and the what? The love is so important. That the light, that the life and the what? And the love makes a difference to shift the next generation. The light is the anointing. The light, amen, is the path. The light, amen, is right there that gives birth to things. Life. Church, someone say life. Life. We have to learn to speak life. Because there's life in our words. Life in God. God begins to nourish us and to cause us to grow. God gives us life. The life that we begin to evolve and to understand that God is for us and not against us. That God gave his life so that we would have life. And so that he loved us. He loved us. He loved the unlovable. He loved the hurting. He loved the backslider. He said he's married to the backslider. He loved us so much that he don't care where we've been or what we've done. He said, love this generation that they would understand it's time to cross over. It's time to shift. It's time to go to a greater place, a mightier place. But get this in your spirit that God is for us and not against us. It's time to shift. It's time to change. It's time to grow. It's time to prosper. It's time to see the glory of God. Come on, let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift up your hands this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, just begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. It's time to shift. Oh, we're shifting this generation, this Joshua generation. We are the Joshua generation. We are shifting. We are shifting. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Oh, we need your anointing. Oh, we need you, God, more than ever. Oh, we need you, we need you, we need you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we need the light, we need the light. We need the life, we need life. We need love, we need it, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, begin to worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shift us, oh God. Shift this church into a new generation. To a new place. Oh Lord. We love you. We love you oh God. We don't want to stay stuck. We don't want to stay stuck oh God. We don't want to stay stuck oh Lord. We don't want to compromise. We don't want to lower our standards. Lord we want to make a difference in our children's children's children. Up to four generations. To a thousand generations oh God. Hallelujah. 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 That our generation will learn to fear God again. They will learn to fear God in a godly way, in a godly manner. They would think before they do. But God, it takes us. It takes us, oh God, to show them the light. It takes us to speak life. It takes us to give love. That they would sense it, oh God, from us. Not hypocritical, God, but Lord, sincere. Sincere church, a sincere people, sincere leaders, sincere sons and daughters of the Most High God, making a difference, making a difference. Maybe you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I need this in my life so I can impart this into others. I need this to happen within me. Oh, so I can do it within others. I need to look past all the things that I've been through. I don't want to stay stuck. I don't want to stay seeing it, but never tasting it. I don't, I don't want to stay stuck 
on the outskirts. I want to be the Joshua generation. Oh, I need to allow the light to affect me, the life to affect me, the love to affect me, so that I would do it to others. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. Come now, come now. If you want to be a Joshua generation, if you want to be a generation that changes the next generation, if that's you, I want you to come, come. Find a place, find a spot, find a spot. I want you to just begin to open yourself before God. Lay yourself before the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we need a Joshua generation that will rise and shift the next generation. But the shift, it needs to start with us. Oh, so we can shift the next generation. And that's what Moses was telling Joshua. Joshua, I missed it, Joshua. But I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it because you're going to take this next generation. You're going to do it. I'm with you. God is with you. But you're going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 Yes, O oh Lord. Yes, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. We're going to cry out to him. We're going to cry out to him. We need you. We need you. We need you. Hallelujah. 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 